This is AJ welcoming you to Inside the Quilting Pot. Grab a craft, have a seat, and let's get started, shall we? Today is Saturday, June the 21st, 2014. It is the first day of summer. And yes, it will be feeling like the first day of summer in the Savannah, Georgia area. So, um, hot, hazy, and humid is on the menu for today with a chance of thunderstorms in the evening. So yes, don't you just love the South? Um, I do because I like warm weather. I am not a cold weather girl. So with that said, I will get started with a podcast. Don't have a title for it. I am just going to talk. So maybe I should name it just because. Well, I haven't put out a podcast probably in the last couple of weeks. Um, I did record a podcast oh last week or the week before. I can't remember. Um, however, I never had the opportunity to upload it. Um, and I might have said in the past about my work schedule. Um, here recently, I have been leaving for work at 5 o'clock in the morning. And getting home anywhere between 5.30 and 7 o'clock at night. And that is Monday through Friday, guys. Yes, Monday through Friday. So, I may record on my way in on Fridays like normal. But by the time I get home, I'm too tired to do all of what it takes to actually upload the podcast for others to hear. Because it's just not as simple as record and put it on. You have to record it, and then you have to um, go through and make sure that, um, well, you don't have to, but then you have to upload it into whatever site you're using as your host. So then I have to go to Podbean and upload it. Well, first I have to save it to iTunes. Once it's on iTunes um, that I can hear, upload it to iTunes, then I have to go over to Podbean and upload it there and enter enter what I do is a bulleted format over in Podbean. Once I get it uploaded in Podbean, um, then I post, I publish it. Okay, so the skim down version of the show notes in bulleted format, I then copy it and paste it into Blogger. Um, so once it gets into Blogger, I have to make sure the format is the same and um, the fonts are the same. Then I expand upon what the bullets mean. I add photos um, and all of that good stuff. So I don't always go back in and edit. Um, I try to edit once I get it um, uploaded into GarageBand because I left that out first because once I do it on the phone, I have to go to GarageBand and put it there. Then I edit it in GarageBand and I save it to iTunes. Once it's on iTunes, then I go to Podbean and do my, like I said, a condensed version of a show, a show notes post. Then I publish it in Podbean. Then I take that post, copy it and paste it in Blogger. So my 20 to 30 minute show 
take a few couple of hours to get out. And on the weekends, um, all that saying is I don't have much time during the week. My intent is to publish it once I record it on Friday, publish it on Saturday so that it will be there. But um, I have been very selfish recently because I don't get the opportunity to come home and sew a little bit during the week like I had previously. I kind of devote all of my time into um, sewing for myself over the weekends. My intentions are good. My intent is to get it out on Saturday, but it doesn't always happen. And then I'll start working on stuff that I want to do. So yes, sometimes when you may or may not hear from me in a couple of weeks, it's because I've been selfish and I'm just trying to get things done that is on my list and I want to devote as many hours as I can to getting my things done. Since my weekday time here recently has been very limited. So yes, I have just rambled about a process that you probably was interested in. Oh, maybe not. But yes, that's just how it goes. So today, Saturday, I am on my way to Joanne's. Um, I have to get some black fabric for my daughter. Um, Joanne's is basically the only one local that I can get woven fabric for. It won't be the best. Um, it is for backing. I have been trying to find something um, that fits my dear son's quilt top that I am doing with the men's shirts. Um, I have been... I have been going to Goodwill hoping that I would find like a tablecloth or something that would fit the overall look of the shirt because, I mean, of his quilt because the sh quilt is made out of men's shirting. Um, I did have to th throw some woven plaids in. Um, so I'm just going to go to Joanne's just to look at the quality of the plaids. Um, so I'll stop at Joanne's on the way back. I have to stop at PetSmart. And then I have to stop at AC Moore, my daughter, and her craft kick. Um, you may have or may not have heard that I finally got her to use, well, I didn't make her. I just told, showed her an easier way to cut out four-inch squares because she was making fabric flowers that she saw a YouTube video on what she her craft project which is not quite finished yet what she wanted to do was take a lampshade and take some uh, fake flowers of her choice pull them apart and um, cover, hot glue them to her lampshade she's a black and red kind of person so a couple of weeks ago, we went to AC Moore. She found the flowers she liked. We bought several of that kind. And she hot glued them to her lampshade. And she um, then discovered she had a center that had to be filled. And once she had hot glued three quarters of her lampshade, I noticed... Um, if she would have flipped them upside down, it would have been a more pleasing look. And then she, all she would have, would have had to have done 
was to find something to put in the center. And what she has found to put in the center was like um, some beading that covers up the center hole. And that she could have been done with it. But when you look at it now, it has this plastic vein like that you can see. So in order to cover that, she decided that she was going to do fabric flowers. Saying all that to say, they suggested that she cut four inch squares and then fold them in half and round the corners so she could come up with a circle and then scrunch them all up and hot glue the center and hot glue in the center scrunch it up and it would make a petal like so she did that with black fabric that I had um, for another project and I'm not quite sure what the black fabric was but anyway I had some black fabric and she needed black fabric so her lampshade is red flowers with black centers and then she has like a little, I don't know, a little bit of bling in the center. So yeah, she's not quite finished because she ran out of the flowers. So on my way back from my errands, I like to do things that are all in order. So I try to make all of my runs that are on the right side of the street while I am heading and the stores are on my right side and on my return trips this is how I think I do it such that everything that I need to get to is on the right hand side because I don't like to cross traffic um, unless there's a light then that's a little different it's just more efficient for me maybe maybe not for you but for me and my my own little world up in my head is more more efficient for me to do it that way. So on the way back from PetSmart, the AC Moore is there, so I'll stop at AC Moore and pick up a few more flowers. And in the interim, while I'm at Joanne's, um, I'll get some more black fabric. And I'm also, um, they have Kona cotton. Um, it's probably not the Kona cotton, the same type of Kona cotton that you get others. Um, but it says it's Kona, so I'm going to get some Kona gray because um, I'm going to start working on her quilt next. And hers is going to be a jelly roll race quilt with um, a little extras added. So that is how my day is going to be. And also it depends on how long it takes me and Joann's and at PetSmart to figure out um, and time wise because if it's 10 o'clock then my local quilt shop will be open and I'll have the opportunity to stop there on my way back to help support my local quilt shop. Don't really need anything but if I'm down on this end and it's open I, I usually go whether I need anything or not just to support them to keep them in business. Yeah every little dollar helps and usually I don't come out with less than 60 so we'll see. So that's my plan today. And then talking about my starting my daughter's quilt top, I have pretty much, no, I have, with the exception of one seam that I will finish when I get back, completed the inner quilt top of my son's, hence another trip to Joanne's to get the woven plaids for the backing. I want to see if there is something that I can use as a border. I really don't want to use a cotton solid print. I want it to all read like it is right now. So that's another reason I'm going to join. So 
Um, so yes, um, I will start hers today. My son's is getting there. I will do that last seam, and as I said, the inner, inner top will be done, then I'll put on a two and a half inch. I might do a three inch border so that the narrow border ends up being two and a half inches versus two inches. I am trying to get width and length um, by adding borders because my son is 6'3". So if I do a three inch inner border, that'll yield me a two and a half inch finished. So I may do a three inch on either side and a three and a half inch at top and bottom. So my sides will end up two and a half inches and my top and bottom will end up three inches. And likewise with the final border, um, I'm probably going to do a six inch border, maybe. Um, six inches, six and a half inch unfinished for the top and the bottom and six inch unfinished for the left and right sides. I'm not sure what the final yield of the top is because, like I said, I have not pieced together um, the entire thing yet to measure it. So I'm not sure what it's going to be, but I'm just trying to make it fit him. Um, I do have, it does, I'm using the Delectable Mountains pattern. Um, and it's inspiration from Bonnie Hunter, the one that she did for her brother when he was when he first started his chemo. So that was my inspiration. And I want it longer than I want it um, wide. Because, like I said, he's, he's a tall drink of water. That comes from his daddy's side of the family, not mine. But anyway, that's how that goes. Hopefully I can get all of his top completed today. Um, and then I can pull out the jelly rolls and the fabrics um, for my daughters. I'm going to have to cut a few two and a half inch strips um, of some yardage that I purchased to go into her quilt top. Um, and that's how that goes. That's going to keep me busy for the weekend. Um, so that's about it. The other thing is I was on, and I don't know if I saw it on Pinterest or on somebody's blog, Helen um, Fabra Batting, 8020 Batting um, comes on the bolt, and I bought a bolt of it through Walmart, and it was when you go in and you look at the customer satisfaction ratings, it was a pretty good rating. So I decided that I would order batting on the bolt because it gets, I'm not going to say pricey because you get I get what I, I need to get, but I have so much left over and unlike um, Pam from hip, hip to be a square, I have not for larger quilts pieced batting back together. I have pieced batting before, but all of the little scraps I pretty much yeah, I get rid of, or I, I hang on to them if I'm doing something small. So if it's big enough, I'll hang on to it. But if it's like little slithers, I, I'm getting rid of it. So I decided that I would try this Pelon 8020. Haven't used it yet because I have packaged 
bats um, already. And the reason I bought it is because I have a top that doesn't really fit the sizes of the packaged bats I have. This Pelon batting, I think, is like 100 inches wide. So I thought that would be more useful to me. And I'll let you know how it is. They, I think the polyester one, the low loft, is like $20 a bolt. And the 80-20 was $30 a bolt. So I thought that was a good price. So I'll let you know how that comes out. And when I did that podcast a couple of weeks ago that never got posted, let's just say, I mentioned Angela Walter's newest um, book, and Sandy did a review on it, and I will agree with Sandy. It is a book that has a lot of graph paper um, versus content. The content is okay. Um, and the premise of the book is great. It's a practice book, but I would have rather had more practice stuff versus graph paper because I can purchase my own graph paper a lot cheaper. So I, I will agree with Sandy, and I do have all of Angela Walter's books, all of them, um, including this one. And this one is, even though it has some great content, it is a lot of graph paper for practice inside of the book and like Sandy I do love the fact that books some quilters do their books spiral bound because that allows you to lay the pages flat and I just I like that as well that's all I'm going to say about that book and also Tanisha talked about a dress pattern I do believe that she is going to start uh, attempt to start and make and she was talking about the models and she didn't want to um, bash so to speak she went on her rant and I will say to Tanisha of Crafted Garden Mom um, can't agree with you more can't agree with you more I am on that Joanne so when I come back I'm going to talk about um, another Tanisha item and I'll just leave it that at that because that kind of recanting what I'm going to talk about will help me keep it in my mind as to where to put, pick up when I come back. So, with that said, I'm going to stop now and I will talk to you in a minute or two. This is AJ. Um, I'm back. Um, I started recording this podcast yesterday, um, Saturday, June 21st. I am continuing today, Sunday, June the 22nd. I had recorded a little bit, um, then deleted it, so I decided I'd start over again. So where I left off yesterday was talking about Tanisha's Lady Day Art Quilt. Um, she is doing a jazz series of her favorite jazz artists um, from the past. If you don't know who Billie Holiday is, she was a famous jazz singer um, way back. So the art quilt um, that she has titled 
Lady Day is uh, her rendition of Billie Holiday. Um, at reading her blog post about it, seems like she found a picture, um, then blew it up, and then did the outline sketch of her silhouette. So I think that's how she did it. If I'm not exactly sure, um, if I'm not correct, please forgive me. Just go over to Tanisha of Crafty Garden Moms podcast and look for her post um, in reference to Lady Day. So I just wanted to say I did tweet about it because um, it's absolutely gorgeous to me. I'm not an art quilter. Um, I think that's something inherent in your gifts that you are given. I have my creativity is of a different kind. Um, I do quilt. I do follow patterns. I haven't really done anything, you know, other than a pattern and inspiration. Um, I don't do patterns exact all of the time. I do choose my own colors and fabrics, um, unless I'm buying a kit because it's just easier and quicker for me. So um, I applaud her and her creativity to be able to do the art quilt. Um, so um, good job, Tanisha. I am also downloading um, her applique patterns for the Outlander series. She has two right now. She has some on fandom, and I think she also has some on her blog or somewhere near her blog. But they're on fandom as well. Um, so I will be doing her Outlander um, applique at some point. Um, I've saved it on my desktop in a little folder, um, so I'll always have it there. Um, the other thing is, um, I just complete. Sorry about the arms. I'm a little sidetracked today, and you'll hear why in a minute. Um, oh. Outlander. I just finished the fourth book. I will start the fifth book in a little while. It takes a long time to get through one of her books. I am listening to it um, versus reading. And as I said in the past, listening is over 40 hours. So it takes a while to get through one of her books. Audible. I can't imagine how long it takes just, you know, reading. I, I, some of you out there in Tanisha is one of them are very prolific readers I am not that guy or girl or person it takes me a while to read a book unless it catches me at the very beginning if it catches me at the very beginning then I just keep reading and reading and reading because I always want to see what's going to happen next and maybe her books would be that way, but just to look at one, it's scary. It's it's really thick. So I am doing the Outlander applique series that Tanisha um, is putting or is uploading. And I think Daisy is her tester. I don't know if she, Daisy of um, Late, Very Lazy Daisy podcast. I am not sure if she's the only tester, but I do know that she's one tester. And just to finish my Outlander conversation, Pam from Hip to Be a Square is the one that, um, I don't know if it was Pam, I think it was Pam, that kind of got me steered into that direction, as well as the Lunar Chronicles. Um, I have 
listen to all of the books that are available. Even the newest one, which was Crest, that just came out earlier in the year. I've already finished that one. So, yep, three podcasters that's gotten me into a little bit of quandary as far as series and books and things of that nature. So, with that said, I'll move on to my next topic. Um, I did get my fabric postcard from Sandy. Um, I posted about it a while back and shared a picture. I love the way it looks. I love um, that she's thrown some purples in. And I, uh, I just like the starburst effect with the butterfly right in the center. So if you follow me on Twitter, you have seen a picture of it. Um, so thank you, Sandy, for that. Um, I love it. I love it. And from your Twitter email the other day, I thought you were talking about, you didn't get your postcard from me, but sorry for the misunderstanding. I did get the postcard safe and sound. My other, um, comments are about the Group C round robin swap. I mailed off my block or my additions to the next quilter in line a while back. It was before the due date. Um, I don't know if it was a week before or two weeks before, but I like to stay on time for round robins, especially when you have due dates for sending it out, which they all should. Because if you don't get it out on time or within a reasonable um, time past the due date, it puts more of a burden on the person that you're sending it to because it shortens their allowed time to get that project or to get their contributions done. So instead of having four weeks because you have to send it out by the 15th of each month, you give that person two weeks. So yes, um, so just for everybody that's in group A, B, and C, just kind of make sure that if you're going to be late, give someone a heads up or at least send a photo of what the center looked like and what you're working on so by the time it gets to the next person in line they will have an idea hopefully of what they're going to do um, so they don't receive it then they have to think about what they're going to do and then you know go and get it done this way it'll give them time to be thinking about what's what their contribution to the quilt or what they're going to add to the quilt center um will be instead of just getting it and then having to go through that thinking process. So I suggest for all in A, B, and C, if you're going to be late, send a photo to the next person so that that person at least has a clue as to what their original center was so they can start thinking about what they want to have, what they want to do um, to contribute to that top. So just keep that in mind. The other thing, um, if you're following me on Pinterest, um, I also have an Instagram. I don't use it as much, but I do, not Pinterest, Twitter. I do go use Twitter a lot. Um, I do look at Pinterest a lot. 
now that I brought it up, but that's not where I was going. So if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I am in the throes of working on my dear son's quilt top. I have gotten the inner border in, and it's a gray color. I have gotten um, the borders pieced, so the side borders are about six inches wide, um, and I don't even know what the length of the, um, the blocks are. I just, basically they're all the same. There is one that's in there that's a little longer, but I chose that to be a design element, if you get my drift. But anyway, so this, the, the sides and the tops and bottoms are done. They're all pieced together. Um, they're hanging on, they're framing the quilt on my design wall, and I will add them when I get home. I am on my way to Banfield, and as I said, I'll talk so, yes, my dear son's top will be done. I will then pull out the, the um, strips, two and a half inch strips to do a jelly roll quilt for my youngest daughter, dear daughter number two. And then I'll get started on that. I still have some strips that I need to add to it, but that'll come by and by. And the other thing that uh, is on my radar for today, uh, I just listened to Bonnie Hunter's quilt cam. She had a quilt cam on the 18th of this month, and I missed it. I, I, I just didn't think that she would get one in in time because of the time frames between her workshops in Durham and then her trip to the Northern Virginia area where I was at the, before I moved to Georgia. So, I didn't think she'd get one in, but she snuck one in and I missed it. So, I spent yesterday working on stuff with her in the background. And she is currently updating her spiderweb quilt. So, she has drafted a pattern, not a pattern, but a, a quilt design um, in which she concentrates different colors in concentric not circles, but concentric rings or squares or lines. So I think her pattern has like six spider webs in the center and then it expands around that. So it's kind of like a barn raising, um, but done in using spider web blocks. So I got permission from her to work along with her doing her spider web making the making of her spiderweb quilt top and she did I asked her about what size it was going to be when she was done and she said it was going to be approximately queen size so if you're interested you can go look at her design for her quilt top and you'll see what I'm talking about and I already have the things for making a spiderweb quilt partly because when Tanisha was going through hers um, spiderweb making. I bought the papers from Missouri Star Quilt Company and the wacky web, spiderweb template from Missouri Star Quilt Company a while back. So if you remember when Tanisha was talking about her spiderweb quilt, it's about the time that I had purchased those items. So that is what I am going to use um, to work along with Bonnie Hunter. 
So I have some cherry wood fabrics. Uh, if you don't know cherry wood fabrics, go and take a look at them. They're cotton fabrics, they're hand dyed, and they have the look of suede. They're absolutely gorgeous fabrics and I've known about them for years. So I had ordered some that were rainbowish and that's what I'm going to be using as my centers for my spiderweb blocks. Now, um, just to talk a little bit, I am on my way to Banfield. I got a call late yesterday. If you follow me, or you may not have known, Gizmo has had his testing done for Cushing's. And I got a call yesterday after the vet had closed to let me know that his test came back um, positive for Cushing's. So I'm on my way to see what medicines that medication that he's going to be put on. Um, they're going to start him out with 30 milligrams. I'm not sure which medicine he's going to be on. They'll start him out with 30 milligrams and then they will um, do some testing in two more weeks. And then after that, they will Well, they'll start them out on 30 milligrams, and in two weeks, they will do some testing and see if the 30 milligrams is the right dose for them. If it is, I think we'll be done. But the medicine that they use, that's another time test. The medicine that they use um, has to be purchased when the testing is done, and it runs about 100. So the vet said 100. 150 somewhere around there but it's I'm hoping that it's multi-dose um, because they'll once I purchase it they say they'll freeze it so I guess it'll be used until we can get him um, on the right dosage he'll be tested in two weeks and I think she said again in four and so he has some serial testing coming up um, at different increments so it's kind of got me a little bummed um, I don't know. Gizmo is my first one. He came with me from Texas. I got him from Bernie, Texas. He was six weeks old. He's like, it's kind of something like the firstborn. So, yeah, I'm a little bummed. But um, I'm going to deal with it and whatever I need to do to make him comfortable, to keep him healthy, that's what I'll do. So... That's what I am on my way to do and pick up his medicine, chat with the vet for a little bit. Um, I think I am going to start a little journal journaling process because not necessarily because of gizmo, but just things in life right now. I think I need to write down. So um, right now I'm in Staples parking lot. I'm gonna go in there and see what I can find. I know you can journal in anything, but I want it to be a little professional looking. That's just me. I ran across um, something looking, searching on Pinterest, uh, and it was hmm, something about life journaling 2014, something like that. And I went there, and they started it on January the 1st, and they have prompts, so I think I may go through and just start at all of the prompts and just start journaling. I like the first prompt where you kind of personalize your journal 
using pictures of your front door. So we'll see how that goes. And I will keep you posted on Gizmo. And like I said, it's kind of like your firstborn. Not that you don't love them all. It just, it's just something about the firstborn that just has a little extra extra. So I talked about a lot of stuff. Um, ranted about a little bit of stuff. And hopefully I can get it posted today. So you will have sort of a quilt diary like um, Francis does. But not really. So. If you need to reach me, you can do so at thequiltingpot.com. On my right-hand sidebar are my links to my various social um, names uh, for Pinterest, Ravelry, Instagram. Um, what else? Something else. I can't remember. On the left-hand sidebar, there is a link to my email. So, until next time... May all your seams be straight.